Kevin's uh, Kevin's ADD is already already affecting the podcast. Are we ready? If we're ready, to go. I think we're ready. Yeah, I'm just gonna do a little oh, clap yeah. a rune. Yeah, Carlos, wait, ready? On three, we're all gonna clap. Ready? All right. One, two, three. Nice. All right, cool. All right, that's where the audio track starts. Yeah. All right, cool. that should help me. Oh, and then here's how we can start the podcast right here. Little. Ooh. What is this? Is that uh, one of those? Snapchilled cold brew. Yeah, this this is Snapchilled coffee by Elemental Beverage Company. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. I've been doing just some personal research into Snapchill because it's a dream of mine to Snapchill and can coffee one day. That would be super tight. Oh, that would be dope. Um, we're actually looking into like trying to bottle some uh, cold brew. Yeah, so that's what's up, dude. Yeah. That's what's going on. All right, let's kick it off, Matthew Pfeiffer. Bring us in. <sighs> All right. Uh, let's see. I didn't. I didn't come prepared with any um, any phrasing this time. I had mm. you saw when, when you asked me to kick it off last week. I was like, check this out. You I had, had something. I got it. You want to go? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. This one goes out to all the slurpers and stirrers, the baristas and the curistas, the people who got the taste and the people who taste to got it. <laughs> Upstate Coffee Collective Podcast. We're kicking it off. My good friend Carlos, who just became my good friend right now, as I said it. <laughs> First question: Who are you? How yeah. are you? What do you do, man? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm doing great. Another day um, on this earth, so blessed for that. Um, my name is Carlos Sims Jr. I am the owner, founder, whatever you want to do, roaster, advertising guy for Happy You're Home Coffee the Roasting. Guy. Yeah, my wife helps too um, with the finances and that kind of stuff. But um, she's with the kiddos right now, so I can talk to you guys. I got three three kids, proud father. Um, whoop, whoop. Yeah, I do some hip hop. I'm a pastor. Um, yeah, I mean, I just try to love life. Um, but cool. yeah, mostly coffee. Right now, we're talking about coffee, so I'm a coffee. Oh, roaster. oh we'll no, go. No, no. We'll we're, go. We'll we're go all over talk the place. about coffee. But hold on, do you? Hip hop while you're a pastor? Do you oh. combine the passions? Well, I mean, I, I rap I rap about my faith, so in that okay. regard, yes. Um nice. I don't pastor and rap at the same time. That might scare okay. people. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well that's hey, dude, you said them like real close together. My brain immediately was like, Oh man, is he just showing up in church and throwing down like, like dropping right, bars? Y'all. I want to tell you about what happened three days later. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be dope. That's man. super cool. Uh, that would be dope. <laughs> so happy home roasters. What what really um, what drew me to you, Carlos? Other than that, shout out from uh, our friend Mark Cunningham. Shout out to Mark. Uh, it, that dude is like yeah. one of my best friends. Like seriously, he's so he's so. I want him to be my best friend. Mark, yeah. if you're listening to this, dude, we're still trying. He told us like we have to send him stuff and. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe don't lie on the podcast podcast. no i'm just kidding no dude he's the man and honestly he is the reason we're having this podcast right now because he 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 hyped you up on the shop table 
But then you were you were on uh, his podcast before it became the Shop Table too, right? Yeah. So me and Mark, um, we just connect. I mean, he was so. Uh, last year, um, when George Floyd was murdered, Mark kind of went on this like discovery of black-owned coffee and whatnot. So he ran across uh-huh. me. Um, I don't know how he ran across me, but he ran across me, and uh, we just really like just start chopping it up. He's like, "Hey, I want to start this podcast. Would you come on?" I think I was yep. his second guest on the podcast, and I was just excited I that people so. wanted to talk about me, to talk to me about coffee. And so I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, dude, let's do it." Um, and we just over um instagram and text messages we just become really good friends so nice man so how long have you been serving coffee was it was this a business that uh changed or was created around the time uh of george floyd's murder in much the same way that like coffee black sort of Mm -hmm. jumped into the spotlight or have you been doing this for a long time um, I've been in coffee since about 2017. Uh, before 2017, I was um, a hospitality and catering sales director for Chick-fil-A. And so um, I was a certified trainer mm. with Chick-fil-A. Well, I just entered the certified trainer program and then mm. I pivoted to coffee. Um, so for me, I've always loved the fact that coffee connected people. I mean, that's why I love Chick-fil-A, right? Because like their emphasis on people and those chicken sandwiches are bomb. Let's be real. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, 2017, I worked for a nonprofit coffee shop in kind of the inner city of Des Moines, Iowa. Um, mm-hmm. Just really in a neighborhood just full of black people, black and brown people. And it was just so good. This organization um, was doing really good stuff. And then um, somewhere along the line, like it just became a really bad working environment for me personally. And mm-hmm. um, we, I think we had just had my second son. And I was like, man, I need to figure out something like um something to do and so at that coffee shop i learned how to roast um and really began to dive into specialty coffee because i would say that the shop wasn't actually probably a third wave coffee shop you're probably like second wave starbucks type um mm-hmm. you think about friends right like that that kind of vibe mm-hmm. um and so um yeah, I just was like, well, I know how to roast coffee and people are buying this coffee here. I mean, I had complete control over the coffee. So what we purchased, how we roasted it, everything. Um, and it just really prepped me um, to start my own business. And so, um, yeah, we started in 2019. Uh, we incorporated March 2019. June of 2019, I quit that job. And uh, went out on my own, worked at a couple cafes, just being a barista or whatnot, um, just to stay in the, you know, the game or whatnot. And mm-hmm. um, from there, uh, yeah, we just, we launched and just kind of rolled our sleeves up and grind. Um, didn't take out any financing because I was like, I don't want to, you know, add the extra burden to my family. So we just slowly and surely just rented roasters. I bought a little Hucky 500 um and slowly built up and paid for our roaster that we have now cash and now we're you know just continuing to do the same thing so that's awesome there's so much there that um that i want to dig into because kevin kevin and i uh are aspiring entrepreneurs ourselves this upstate coffee collective thing that we've been putting together really started in uh, early 2020 is when we incorporated. I mean, yeah. Now we 
we had a different um how do I say it? For yeah, yeah. Our, our our goals were different in 2019. Oh. Uh, it, it was a learning experience for us the whole way through, but especially early on, we were very much focused in bringing the community together. Much like you were saying, like coffee really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really does cultivate community, and so mm-hmm. we found this great opportunity, this great kind of hole in the market to say, hey, let's let's just like you know, let's organize these events where people get together, we get, we bring somebody in from the industry who's either a green buyer or a roaster or owns a cafe or just a barista, somebody who's got some you know, interesting knowledge in some spot, and let's kind of bring them in and, and teach people. But in 2020, we lost the ability to bring people together in person, mm-hmm. and virtual meetups, we kind of, you know, we, we sort of tried to think of ways that we could do that. Yep. And it didn't work itself out, and we nope. figured out other ways around it. And and so the, this whole journey for us has been figuring out how to how to be entrepreneurs, how to um, how to do business in like uh, in a way that improves the community around us, that enriches our families, enriches our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess my first question for you is uh, taking that step. Right mm-hmm. where you were, where you were working for Chick Fil A, and no, and then you went to the the cafe. You said right, so you were you were yeah. roasting and you were green buying. You're doing all that stuff. You had a job that you knew you get a paycheck every day, yeah. and you were good at it. Making that jump to doing your own thing, what was that like? And where did you what what did you learn most in that time? Oh man, um. I would say the jump for me was um let me go back to maybe let me start from the backtrack. What I yeah. learned from it was um or I guess a better way to put it is like what would I have done differently, right? Like I would have taken my time on the way that I just jumped out. So I I wouldn't have just jumped out. Like I would have used that mm-hmm. job to help set me up so that I could have had a roaster or whatnot. The reality mm-hmm. of the situation was like I was in such a bad working environment that like everything, like my family life was just struggling so bad, right? Like mm-hmm. um, it was um, – yeah, it was a lot, you know, so um, just candidly, like, I was the only person of color on staff at this place. Um, mm. It was owned by a Christian nonprofit, and so then you had, like, kind of kind of a lot of the politics that come with religion, unfortunately, sometimes, and so, yep. um, you know, all my staff is, like, black immigrants or, like, children of immigrants and or people who've had strikes or whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. and so, like, I'm trying to, you know, I am employed to, like, buy green coffee, run this coffee shop, make sure we hit our numbers. But, like, the mm-hmm. main reason the coffee shop was there was to help youth and young adults um, transition from um, basically transition to being able to, like, live on their own. And so, um, for me, I was, like, it was just hard because I was having to, like, I felt like battle my co-work my co-workers for like hey like we need to like treat these people with honor dignity and respect and at the mm-hmm. same time like trying to push coffee forward and like we need to make this business decision because like this is where coffee's going and if we don't do it like we're going to be left mm-hmm. behind um and all that coupled with the fact of like we're in this kind of like desert of resources right there's no grocery stores really 
booming businesses where we were and so mm-hmm. um yeah i was just i felt like i was really ill prepared um for for that role i needed to go through it i feel like i if i didn't go through that i wouldn't have been able to be ready for my business um so the jump was kind of out of necessity it was like i got to do this like i would rather work two at two coffee shops and try to um start my business than stay here with my 42 thousand dollar salary with benefits and all this stuff which i had and so um yeah i i mean a lot of honest and a lot of what cushioned that was just my faith and my faith community that i had in my church mm-hmm. um they were really supportive of us and um they they were i mean till this day there's a lot of my like subscribers to my coffee and whatnot so um yeah yeah so so a lot of that uh, i heard a lot of intention in that right there was there was this this drive in you that said like this is not where I want to be. Um, I I know that I have uh, I know I have a higher calling. You know, doing something to um, make my family uh, happier and mm-hmm. potentially uh-huh. better off, right? And uh, to to do things to create your own path and uh, do business in a way that that you would have wished your superiors yeah. Yeah. did business, right? Yeah. Um I I wonder, you know, did I I wonder was there uh were you surprised by you know look like looking at the way that uh, your employment was prior to you starting this business? Um were you surprised by what happened in 2020 with with George Floyd and then this like social uprising? Or did you kind of see it coming? Um, I didn't see it coming, that's for sure. Um, but I wasn't surprised. And I think, I mean, that's the plight of most minorities. Is like, like, the, like y'all, we've been saying this for like years and years and years. Like, this is our experience. Mm-hmm. And now that we have cameras, it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, and which I'm glad that like there's more um, awareness to it. But um, to say that it surprised me, um, I would say no. I definitely didn't see like the wave that kind of came after it, which I think was necessary. Um, and good. Absolutely. So I, I uh, it, we, we personally, I mean, every business everywhere had a reckoning, you know, where they stopped hmm. in their tracks and said, how can I be better? Where have I not been doing enough? And how can I listen? Right. How can I better understand something that I have never had to really uh, deal with, um, you know, there were, uh, there were opportunities for people to change that we saw that didn't come to fruition, but we certainly saw a lot of forward progression Hmm. in our, in our culture, especially in coffee culture. Uh, do you, uh, do, do you think, I didn't even think we would go this direction, but do you think the, um, the support and the, uh, uh, attention that this subject gets now will continue or are you worried about it tapering off and how do you think people can be uh, mm-hmm. can be better and can continue to you know push for social justice mm-hmm. that's good that's a good question um, and I'm totally fine with it going this way man I yeah this is I mean this is why I have my company is to yeah to to move beyond the bounds of coffee um, 100% um 
I, I I mean, I do think it's tapered off. I mean, you see, uh, so like Bartholomew, uh, the guys down in Atlanta with Porsche Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, you have these 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 companies who are like they're really doing great. Um, and um, so I I guess I'm trying to trying to choose my words wise wisely. Um, I do and I do think it's tapered off um, some, and I think like just really the best way to continue like this conversation or to continue change is is not going to be one through social media, right? Although it, social media had a huge influence on like um, it really getting out to people and people being like, man, like we need to diversify the coffee industry. What's going to happen is like we get offline. And well, I guess we gotta gotta stay off online because of COVID. <laughs> but um but I mean in the like in in the Zoom calls, right? In the in the yep. the text messages, like that's where the mm-hmm. change is gonna happen. It's gonna come when people who are different from each other come to the table and say, Hey, I need you to trust that these questions that I'm asking, I'm asking because I want to become a better person human being and i want to be able to understand you more and then on the flip side on my side for instance like the minority like i have to um and this is speaking for me um this is speaking for me i'm not saying all minorities need to do this but um for me i need to be willing to have those hard conversations because it's like Oh, hopefully I don't make people mad when I say this. If I continue to say like, "Hey, I want you guys to listen to me, listen to me, listen to me," and then you come to me and I'm like, "Well, I I don't I, I don't want to listen to you now." Like I just think that, um, yeah, I think, um, I think there's there's an issue, and so like I think on both ends we just need to come together, put aside our differences in the sense of like, um. I wouldn't even say put aside differences. I'm, I'm kind of talking in circles. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to get there. No, no, I promise. No, you're okay. no, it's good. It's good. Um, it's not that we need to put aside our differences. We need to give each other the benefit of the doubt as human beings and recognize that we're all flawed. Mm-hmm. And so give each other the benefit of the doubt to have these conversations. Because I remember the times like right after George Floyd, like I was having these, because uh, I'm a pastor, I was having a lot of these white pastors coming to me and just asking like, hey, like, what do I do? And I would be like... Okay, like let's tie this conversation. Yep. And yeah, I was I mean, able to challenge them and be like, hey, the same way that you, I'm going to get real nerdy here, the same way that you exegete the text about like the the history and the words and the Greek and the Hebrew, like you need to do that with culture. Mm-hmm. You need to do that with people as well. Like you mm-hmm. have everything that you need um, mm-hmm. in order to speak into this. You just got to do the work. Stop being lazy and do the work. And so, mm-hmm. um, but that, conversation sounds completely different if i just post it on social media and like all right peace out you know um yeah yeah and so yeah i mean i don't even know if i answer your question i just i think you that totally did. i think that yeah there just needs to be more space for intimate and personal conversations where we give each other the benefit of the doubt and we stumble toward this goal of of reconciliation and unity so bingo uh let me piggyback on that for a yeah. second and then come around come back around to happy home mm-hmm. um 
You said a few really key things in there. I know that, like, you know, you stop yourself and you're like, hey, I'm talking in circles. But it's hard not to talk in circles with something that seems cyclical in nature in the uh. first place, right? We keep coming back around to needing to find a better space for people in our community who might feel marginalized, who might mm -hmm. be marginalized, who in many cases are marginalized. And like coffee and community, that communal emphasis that uh, so many people come to it with, that we came with, that you're coming with. You know, you're like, I really love the community and coffee. I really mm -hmm. love the community and coffee. That community also exists where else in your community. You said your spiritual community are still mm -hmm. some of your best supporters on yeah. not just a business front, but I'm sure on a personal front, on a week-to-week -week front, right? Mm -hmm. We're constantly cultivating community. And when it comes to that social media front and how it always seems to like... So, like if you're only watching a revolution or a movement on social media, of course it's going to feel like it's going to taper off because mm -hmm. what happens on social media is it's a billboard. You know, as far as your daily drive of information goes, like what you take in on a daily basis, social yeah. media is just a bunch of billboards. It's like, oh, there's my friend Matt's billboard. Oh, there's there's Carlos's billboard. There's Kevin's billboard. And like they all say the things that we're posting that day, but you drive by it every day. And eventually that commute to work, that commute of information, just kind of it like you get um, what's called uh, the mere exposure effect where mm. all of a sudden there's a little bit less. It feels a little bit less. People stop like you stop paying as attention much. as much. Yeah, too. you stop paying attention as much like you become numb to it and like really to bring it back around to that community and where that happy home comes in when you first start out it's very easy to have that like that energy like that that super excited emotion attached to something but then once you get into like the work of it once you get into the hey what legislation yeah. are we going to pass right hey what's our next move all of a sudden you find yourself like that takes time and effort and it happens slower and the, the rewards are greater in the long term, but because it's long term and you don't have as much happening in like a, as rapidly as it did in the beginning within mm -hmm. your community, within your own space, within like your own realm of information and like level of energy, it feels like it's dying down a little bit. But honestly, I think as long as we stay consistent with things like this, like when we say consistent, with finding a place for equality in society, with changing yeah. the way that systems work, with approaching them with questions and not only just approaching them with questions, but approaching them with questions that come from a space where we're willing to challenge ourselves and willing to challenge other people in a positive and constructive manner, then we're able to continue pushing forward and taking that community that we started with and saying, hey, we're still here, we're still trying to work on it, we're still trying to get better. Would you say in your happy home community like that you've garnered over the past year, what are, uh, let me phrase this right way. Would you say that you've found elements that are uplifting and forward moving for you? And if so, what are those elements? Hmm. You, are you asking like just in terms of doing business or within the community? that i would honestly i i was thinking more like within your community like itself hmm um a ask the question again i'm sorry okay that's a, that's a hard uh, question within within the time from when you started happy home roasters to now have you found elements within your community that are uplifting and forward moving for you and if so what are those hmm that's good um 
Yeah, I have actually. Um, you know, so soon after nice. I started, I started Glitter Cat. Uh, or Glitter Cat. Um, that's I was. I'm talking about. Going to talk about Glitter Cat. Um, <laughs> soon after I started Happy Home, I was accepted into Glitter Cat um, Barista. It's like this um, competition training program. Okay. Um, created by uh, T Ben and um, and some other folks uh, who wanted to see coffee the coffee competition uh, specifically community um more diverse and so mm-hmm. i started the company really started rolling in like june i got accepted in october and then like no i got accepted in, in september and in october i'm like training to represent my company at u.s coffee champs nice. and i'm like what in the like i just started this 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 um company and so um that community the glitter cat community was really big because i i mean like i just said like i quit my salary job like i just kind of mm-hmm. jumped off the boat and i started this 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 company and they were there to really catch me and and really uplift me and one of the things that i remember t-band saying the whole time y'all should try to talk to them i'll connect to you after this okay yeah um, please do um one of the things that t-band will always say is you have a place in this industry like mm-hmm. like you have a place in this industry and i like and that's and that's really been a huge driving force for me to continue into coffee because i'm like mm-hmm. We're, we're a small company. Um, I roast on a 500-gram coffee roaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, I'm not moving as much. I sound like I'm selling drugs. I'm not moving as much <laughs> weight. You know, we, are, as, we are selling <laughs> drugs, Carlos. Let's, let's be real. Shh, don't tell them. <laughs> um, um, not moving as much weight as some of my people that I like, people that I love. And, and so... Mm-hmm. But that thing of hey, you have a place at the table. Um, you have just like driving at home constantly, yeah. you know. Yeah, and so um, I remember that. I re- I remember that a lot, especially when I'm like going over month ends finances, and I'm like, dang, like okay, we only made this much. Which, you know, two years ago I would have been like, dang, we made this much. Like this is really dope. Um, yeah, and so yeah, even as I say that, like just remembering like the art of gratitude and. Um, and whatnot and so um yeah shout out to glitter cat um i've also had other opportunities like uh, matchbook coffee team they brought me on as one of their featured roasters um mm. in november uh, when was that september thank you my wife's over here this past year <laughs> yeah this past yeah. september um that's a matchbook coffee project right yes yeah yeah, yeah. and so um yeah, the the community, the coffee community has really accepted me and um and really validated me. Not just because I'm black, but because I'm black and they see that like man, this dude can like he knows coffee, um and you know he's good at his craft. So well, yeah, I, th- great. I I think uh, I think uh, identifying with people as people is important, but it is in in today's Crucial. in today's social environment, it is important and and shouldn't be. Uh, shouldn't be like uh, uncomfortable to say like yeah like I love this business because like they roast really good coffee and like they're a black owned business and I'm really mm-hmm. stoked about supporting a black owned business mm-hmm. um, I w- there was a th- there was a thing you guys were, were going back and forth you know kind of wrapping up the um, you know the the whole social movement 
aspect of the conversation and and when you were kind of summarizing mm-hmm. where, what he was getting at i had this like this one phrase that kind of came to my mind that sort of wraps that conversation really well together with happy home which is that like it's easy to have intention we all have good intention mm-hmm. and, and so putting out the black square on instagram or mm, reminding people that, that black lives matter you yeah. know that's that's good intention that's saying like i'm an ally like i'm here for you but in the same way that it's really it's a really great idea or or it's it feels good to have the the idea that one day i want to start a coffee company and leave this like toxic work environment mm-hmm. that's a good intention but it takes a certain kind of person to take action follow through to follow through yeah. on it and actually put put actions Mm-hmm. And physical presence into a concept or into uh, uh, into a movement mm-hmm. or into a business. Mm-hmm. So that's I think where those two things meet up very well is that the mm-hmm. action is much harder to come by. So mm-hmm. I was I was real stoked to connect up with you and kind of and, and listen to your story and and, um, and to talk about that action. That action, <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, Carlos, um, now you you've mentioned a couple times you're you're roasting on this smaller roaster mm-hmm. what's what's that like on uh, like uh, what's that like on a week where all of a sudden you're getting a bunch of orders that come in and you've got like you, you only have so much that you can put out at a time like does that take an extra amount of time have you found yourself like just kind of like looking at a savings fund going man someday <laughs> we're gonna be able to push out more than this um yeah I, so um thankfully we there's a larger company um so currently we're in michigan and kind of like our limbo year between des moines and hawaii we're moving to hawaii and hold on you're going from des moines to michigan to hawaii yes that's like uh, that's a move man like you're <laughs> yeah. that's like you i feel like you're gonna get to hawaii and just be like we made it Congrats, like we did it. Good job. <laughs> no, that's when all it right, just starts. Right, keep going. Man. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. So, so you get a bunch of orders and you got this little roaster. Yeah, so there's a there's a company in town that's allowing us to rent their roaster at a really good rate. Um stovetop mm-hmm. roasters um out in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, Shout nice. out to them. Um so they yeah, that's what that's where we go when we when I need to roast like a hundred pounds at a time or whenever. But uh for so most are of you my renting time on the ahead. machine there? Yeah, I am. Yep. Okay. Yep. All yeah. Right. So, um, whenever, so I, I try to do that only like when I need to, hey, I got to do this because my time is crunched. Um, yeah. But when, so for instance, the Matchbook Coffee Project, I roasted all that on the 500 gram uh, coffee, on uh, the Woo! coffee roaster. Yeah. How long bro. did that take? It took me 79 batches. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Yeah, about that was about. Let me see, about thirty-two some odd hours of roasting. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize this, but roasters come in different sizes, right? Yeah. So, like, a lot of people who are, I would, I'm gonna say, like, are j- either just coffee consumers or are into coffee, but only have experience coming across like one or two roasters that are maybe in bigger cafes. Mm. They kind of have this, con- like, when you picture a roaster and you're not in coffee, you don't picture the varying sizes that they come in, and you don't realize how much time it takes someone who has a smaller roaster, like Carlos or like Marco Matico, to roast off a big order of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's why we're charging seventeen bucks a bag. It's well, super labor intensive. Labor intensive. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You gotta pay for those hours, man. Yeah. I mean, like, an- another thing that people really 
don't know that's in the coffee industry that's actually pretty common is renting someone else's roaster to use mm -hmm. so like like you said shout out to that like uh what are they called stone stove stovetop roasters stove top. so yeah. stovetop allows you to rent to use their roaster when you have like a big order that you got to get through real quick but that cuts into your profitability doesn't it yeah it does it does yeah. and so that's why like we only I mean, you know, you you got to think about everything, right? So this is for yeah. the, all the entrepreneurs who want to get into coffee. Not only are you renting this thing at an hourly rate, but you also got to pay for gas to get there and back. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you got to pay. You got to think about the time that you're taking mm -hmm. taking you away from other stuff. Because if I'm roasting here in my um, little roasting room. Um, you know, I can roast, but I can also get on my computer and I can, um, mm -hmm. you know, put out this blog post or I can, you know, interact on social media. But when I'm there, like I got to be fully there. It takes away from my time. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just kind of the growing pains of business. Right. Like, yeah, totally. you know, one day, hopefully prayerfully <laughs> we <don't>, we're <laughs> not having having to do that but for right now that's what we got to do and um honestly like it's a blessing to be in this position like because yeah. like i said two and a half in 2017 like i was scratching my head trying to figure out okay how do i do this on my own and um so yeah we're i'm, yeah. I'm super grateful that's that's where we're at right now so like heaven yeah. and i we are at this point where like we're interacting with the community. We're we're definitely heavily investing in creating kind of a, an online presence, right? We don't have a storefront or anything. Uh, we, we we don't even roast our own coffee. We the only coffee that we have to sell at any given moment, unless it's a highlight roast, which is uh, very similar to like what Onyx does, where they just feature a coffee roaster, right? Mm -hmm. They buy up a big batch and they bag it and they send it off. We have one blend called All Day ADK. And our friend Nick Fernia, who roasts uh, for his own company called Knockabout Roasters, mm -hmm. he's got he's got a pretty decent sized roaster. I don't know what the size is on that seven kilos or six kilos or something. Yeah, seven um, like k. Uh, oh, we, sweet, that's a good size roaster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, of course, it costs a lot more. Like you know, he's a friend of ours, but he's got to make a buck, so he's uh -huh. charging us a, a certain rate to roast for us, and so that uh -huh. you know that the uh -huh. margins razor thin. And so Kevin and I are, are at this point. And we've realized that we're really going to lean into it this year where we're just going to like be very open about the fact that we're two dudes who have no idea what we're doing and we want to fit. We want to learn. We don't have no idea what we're doing. We, we have some uh, we idea. Have, we've doing. learned a lot in the last <laughs> yeah. year, but like we're we're still, you know, we're, we're still in the early stages of of aspiring entrepreneurship. And so mm -hmm. I love talking to people who have kind of like walked the walk. Even even just the first couple of steps where you go like how the how the heck am I supposed to uh, roast my own coffee? Yeah. You know, I got to buy a roaster. That's a lot. That's yeah. a pretty decent investment. And and it's a huge investment. And you have kids, right? You're a father, so you have a yeah. family to take care of. I mean, I respect the heck out of that because mm -hmm. my wife and I are we've been married for about uh, a year and a half, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 2019. Yeah, it'll be two years in June. Mm -hmm. uh, we're thinking about having kids in the next couple of years, and I'm thinking like. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Like he doesn't I, know where he's gonna put the roaster. Where That's am I gonna put the kids? Because <laughs> I gotta get the roaster somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I think um, what, what were there late nights? What were the big trade offs as you were really like you know putting in that initial grind? What were the big trade offs? None. I made None. it a yeah. point to be like, like seriously, like I was like, this is if this is gonna happen, like my family has to come first, and so that's why we have grown us. 
we've grown slow just because I'm not willing to trade that. Because at the end of the day, like I build this dope coffee business and like people are buying my coffee and da 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 and I turn around and my kids are teenagers and they hate me. Like what's the point? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know? And oh, so I love that. Um that's part of I mean our our name helps with that like our philosophy of ministry our ministry lord have mercy (laughs) (laughs) there's a ministry in there too you know yeah well i'm um yeah preparing to yeah church stuff anyway um um, my philosophy of business um you know Mm -hmm. it says like happy home like we're going to cultivate joy and belonging Mm -hmm. um and so um that is kind of like a lighthouse in the midst of this like storm that we're going, you know, that we're going mm-hmm. toward. And um, so, yeah, I was just like, man, I'm not going to grind and like lose sleep over this stuff. Like I'm going to just trust that um, the work that I put in from whenever I wake up to five o'clock, which is my cutoff time, like. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that work is is sufficient, and then, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's, it's I mean, yeah, we could have been bigger, that's for sure. I mean, but yeah. like I said, I'm just not willing to treat <laughs> but that right. But you're doing it right. You're not you're you're not willing to compromise on the things that matter most to you, which are your faith and your family, right? Yeah, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So five five p.m. cutoff time. What about social media? Are you are you cutting? Are you putting the phone away too? I know that's hard because my wife and um, I are always like. <laughs> In bed on our phones, like trying to be influencers. <laughs> you oh know? my god! Um, if if I am on social media, it's uh, I, I I'm I'm trying to um, quit that as well. Um, if I am on social media, I try not to do any business related stuff. It's probably just like, hey, look at this funny cat video or like <laughs> um, whatnot. But yeah, to say that I I I'm perfect at that, that's not yeah mm-hmm. not true at all. But um, yeah, social media is just—it's hard, man. You know, I'm it's, a millennial, so like that. I just—I <laughs> yeah. grew up with the phone, and um, so yeah. Do you yeah. do you mind? I uh, do you mind if I ask how old you are? I'm 30. Yeah, I'll be 31 Yo. in April. So I'm 28. Yeah. I'll be 29 yeah. in um in September. You're yeah. 33. I'm 34, baby. You're 34. I'm so old. He's, he's the old man. So old. I know it's not that old. <laughs> I just I just like saying it. Because honestly, like when I say I'm so old, there's always like, like I feel like the hairs on some older person's neck stand up somewhere. Just like, They're like yeah. someone just say they were old at 34. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I can feel it. He's saying it again. Like, <laughs> uh, That's so funny. Let uh, let me break it up real quick. And uh, we, we have a, a couple of just like fun little segments where we talk about what kind of coffee we're drinking, and then like later yeah. on we'll talk about music. So. Uh, obviously, you know, I'll quickly just say Kevin and I right now are drinking, um, we're drinking snap chilled coffee canned from elemental beverage company, which I looked into. It was really cool that like they just, they triple down on snap chilled coffee and cans. Like I don't think yeah. they sell bags of coffee. Nope. They're, they're just a snap chill coffee company. Yep. And that's, that's cool. I, I like it. I think so too. Now, that's dope. Kevin and I are both hesitant. We're, we're both, uh, suspect. Uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff, because Kevin, you worked in cold brew for a decent amount of time. Oh yeah, and y- I still play around. With you cold still brew. play around, yeah. And there's there's a certain aspect of nuance that you lose uh, when co- when you try to serve coffee cold, mm-hmm. especially cold brew. Snap chill's a little different, and there, there's technology there, and there's yep. there's there's uh, there's potential there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of this? 
Um, you can you could be we, we don't know these guys come, ba- come back to me on that let's talk, right. let's talk to carlos real quick let's right, see right. what he's drinking <laughs> and i'll formulate some thoughts on this because <laughs> okay. i don't want to be like like my my gut reaction is here's how i analyze things before like we'll talk to carlos real quick here's how i analyze things my gut reaction if i'm like drinking something for the first time my critique is brutal right brutal but like those first few sips i'm absolutely critiquing and then after like i would say probably like a quarter of the way through third of the way through then i start like really thinking like okay well what do i like about this you know and like some like the 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 brutal goes both ways like if i drink something for and i'm at first like i really really love it i really really love it and then i have to like be like okay but what are some things Talk that i would like down, more yeah. Yeah, yeah and then if like if i don't like something i'm like all right i really don't like this but i'm going to keep drinking it and i want to figure out what i like about it and like where like where that falls on my like whole rubric of beverage sure. knowledge but carlos what are you drinking right now this episode is brought to you by your friends at upstate coffee collective and our local community we've decided that in 2021 we're going to do things differently We want to be intentional with our ad roll, either letting you know about something we feel very strongly about or nothing at all. Starting now, our podcast will be completely unmonetized. We will not be taking any money from advertisers unless it is something that we truly, truly believe in. And right now, we don't see uh, any opportunities like that. So we're going to keep this podcast completely unmonetized. Now, we will take a moment each week to plug whatever it is we at The Collective are working on behind the scenes, but we want to ensure that we stay true to our values and that we continue to serve as a hub for our community to listen along as we make valuable human connections and learn to become better listeners and better storytellers. If you love this podcast and you want to see it grow, consider leaving a positive rating or a review uh, and be sure you're subscribed so that you're notified of each new episode that comes out every Monday morning. Listeners of this podcast get a unique discount code that saves 10% off our first and only flagship coffee all day ADK, which we're super proud of. And we want you to have the opportunity to share in that with us. So uh, if you use the code podcast at checkout, you'll save 10% off of your entire purchase. And we super appreciate you and we love you. And thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Um, honestly, I'm drinking a lot of my own coffee. <laughs> mm, yeah, super self. Anyway, um, yeah. Tell us, tell us what you guys have, like, uh, what, what you guys are serving right now. What do you have uh, in your inventory? Yeah, so we have uh, Costa Rican natural process from um, um, La La Haas Micro Mill. Uh, just a man. This this is like the best coffee. I think it's the best coffee I've ever had. And I'm not just saying that because I want people to buy it. I do want <laughs> people to buy it. But it's like yeah, natural process. Um, Costa Rican that like has notes of like strawberries, cream, uh, mm. chocolate, cocoa nibs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that. I have a um Ethiopian natural as well that has some notes of like mango and honey. Uh, mm-hmm. A little brighter than the um the costa rican natural um we're about to release a new guatemalan as well on the website from onyx coffee importers um, oh i actually oh, won a yeah. bag of coffee from them shout out um nice. it's from uh, uh finica uh, vista Her- Her- hermosa um and Finca so vista hermosa. It, 
Yeah, so there's this um Cipressal is the name of the 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 lot and this lot only produced one bag of coffee and I want it. So, I have the oh, only sick. bag of coffee oh, from this lot. Oh my god. That's sick, yeah. dude. That's awesome. Wait, so, so it's a Guatemalan and it yes. comes from that Vista like right down there and this is the only bag of coffee that that entire lot made. Yeah, so um Oh my god. Um we the profile I have for it is kind of like a light to medium roast. Um, mm-hmm. It has some, you know, uh, black tea, floral, uh, caramel Ooh. notes. So Ooh. very, it's it's very unlike any of the other coffees I've ever, yeah, I would buy for myself, like to for our flavor profile. But I think uh-huh. it adds a lot of good diversity for people um, mm-hmm. who like those those flavors. And so that'll be releasing hopefully next week. I was supposed to come this week, but you know, mm-hmm. it's. I wasn't satisfied with the profile yet. Um, mm. We have a decaf um, for all my decaf lovers out there. It's a yeah. Honduran Swiss water process, um, apricot and cocoa kind of flavor notes. Ooh, um, does it lean into the apricot? Um, a little bit. I mean, yeah. on the cupping table, it's there. Uh, okay. But, yeah. Decafs can be tough, right? Yeah. I think well, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to lean into fruit notes on decaf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then uh, I believe that's it. And we're also, and this nice. is, um, we're, we're working with a company called Steep Coffee. Um, yep. Then we're steep. going to. The tea bags? Yeah. 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 We're going to yeah. put our Ethiopian coffee in, into Steep Bags. So that's. Oh, nice. I'm just designing the, the templates for all that now. Have so. you tried that yet? Have you tried yeah. your coffee in the tea bag? Yeah. We've tried both the Costa Rican and the Ethiopian. So. And so. What yeah. what is the difference in your opinion between brewing like a pot of that like like making yourself say a pour over of that mm-hmm. Ethiopian and then getting it in the bag and steeping it for yourself? Have you tried them side by side? Yes, I have. Um, okay. These the obviously the pour over right you can is a lot more you can control control temperature oh, yeah. you control the the rate at which you're pouring right uh-huh. the pattern that you're pouring in you can you uh-huh. know start like you can get super nerdy you can the, oh the, yeah the water recipe whatever if you want to do uh-huh. that um, with the steep coffee it's going to feel much more like um, an immersion um, uh, I mean, it is an immersion brew more, method. Yeah, it's got probably more body to it, right? I know uh, one thing I noticed about Steep that I—it's my only one of my few critiques for because I, th- thinking about I, I give it a lot of credit because thinking about all the technology that mm-hmm. went into it and and it's a really cool concept that I pr- I have some Steep coffee in the cabinet right now. I know you do. Uh, the the th- the only thing that I have to say about it is that it seems to leave behind a lot more silt, a lot more. Uh, yes, and right. I've remedied that. I've, I think really? I've remedied that. I, uh, well, not all of it, obviously. But okay. Like some of it. Um, it's just the the amount of time that you leave in the. We can. I can send you my tips. You should. Oh. Yeah, it, that would be cool. And actually, cool. when you get uh, when you get your bags in, uh, I'm definitely gonna pick some up because I'm. Oh yes, yeah, very curious. Do it. Do it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so with the steep, uh, it's where I, I'm trying to. Um, put together some sort of like how to brew method because they do have a brew method and it does work Uh, but for uh, what i've noticed Mm -hmm. for the two natural coffees that i've um, tested through their method Mm -hmm. it doesn't bring out a lot of the fruitiness if you do it the way that they say you should do it um and so um just a a lighter brew time harder temperature water is Mm -hmm. what i found so Mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, that's what I have on the on the menu. So that makes nice, sense. man. Um, all right, Carlos, have you had snap chilled coffee specifically from Elemental or at all? No, I haven't. Okay, Matt, what do you think of this coffee? Because I'm I've for, I've been so, thinking. So I will say I'll preface this by saying that um, I picked up a it it was a six, six pack, pack like uh, variety pack mm-hmm. right I think it was like two of three different kinds. Yeah. yeah First yeah. one I had was Columbia, which is like you know a very uh, it, flavor notes from a Columbia that you would expect. Yep. Um, and then I I saw that they had an, this is in Ethiopia. This is from mm-hmm. uh, uh, Colabolcha. Mm-hmm. Colabolcha. Uh, That's what it looks like. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm looking to see what else there is here. But uh, so my first impression was I was surprised by how uh, by by how much like kind of fruit forwardness this had. Mm-hmm. Now of course. I understand the concept of like, so snap chilled, right? You brew it hot so that you get all of those fruit notes, the sweeter forward facing notes that mm-hmm. you would get when you brew something like that hot. Mm-hmm. And then they put it through the snap chiller machine, which is this like $6,000 contraption that doesn't use any refrigerants or weird chemicals, but it uses thermodynamics and physics to make this thing super cold. And yes. then they store cold. So I I thought it was good, but there was some things there were some aspects of it that weren't so attractive. There was some, there was like a weird dryness, uh, kind of mid palate, and mm-hmm. it and it uh, doesn't finish super clean. No, but yeah. I think that it's sweet and it's yeah. super drinkable. Okay, and it reminds me of uh, this past summer. I was I was experimenting with uh, Japanese style pour over iced coffee big ice cube yep big ice cube pour over uh and in that way you know it was just like refreshing but it still felt i don't know like something was missing Mm -hmm. um what about you kev all right compliment sandwich ready i'm gonna i'm gonna approach this with a compliment (laughs) sandwich okay all right so snap like the convenience of this can beats every other aspect of it. Right? You don't have to brew it. You yeah. don't have to do it. Not anything. only, like, Carlos, I don't know if you can see this can. It looks nice. It's cool. Yeah. Like, they're they're obviously, they're wrapping cans. So, like... Oh, sweet. Yeah, so you could put, you, you could put Happy Home on this. Like, you can put any logo on these cans nice. that you want. The convenience of having that, having that branding access. Have, but, you know, like, and not just from, like, a producer standpoint, but from a consumer standpoint, the, like, the ability to have that brand in your hand, like, that's part of, like, what people love about having canned anything. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're walking around with a little advertisement. Companies love it. People love it, too, though. Yeah. Like, you love having your favorite brand. Like, I, I love when I've got, like, a can of Gosling's ginger beer in my hand i'm just like yeah i love this stuff and with coffee it's the same thing like if i'm walking around and i got like a can of like touchy coffee or happy home oh, or like you know something like tight. that right yeah then i'm i'm gonna feel good about it but ultimately so not to get like too scientific on it i'll just kind of like brush over this my biggest criticism of snap chill coffee is when you drop the temperature of something like coffee of something like wine you limit the expression that is available from the flavor profile. Yeah. Okay? Specifically, like, like, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be wrong, but most flavors that the human palate can 
can detect are actually at room temperature. Yes, they're around like sixty degrees, fifty degrees. Okay, like like look at wine, right? You got like you got mm-hmm. white wine, and you got it down in the forties sometimes, right? And you're bringing it up to room temperature, and as you're drinking it, it gets better. You've got red wine, you've got it in the fifties, and as it comes up to room temperature, it gets better. It opens up as we like to say right so the same thing applies to coffee and not only that some of the best coffees you'll ever have when you have them at a hotter temperature and it's cooling you'll go oh my god i'm getting extra notes as it's cooling down because it's a complex coffee that was brewed with time and care now with snap chilled coffee you lose a little bit of that and it's because you're bringing that temperature down and you're not letting it rise maybe all the way back up and aerate and open up so that you can get all of the different chemicals that are interacting with air and then interacting with your palate at the same time. Primarily, you're limiting, remember we talked about digustery and olfactory? Yes. You're limiting the olfactory. Right. So like really that like off aftertaste, it's not because there's not something there. It's there. It's just cold. Yeah. So it's not evaporating as much off of your tongue. It's not playing around with your actual palate as much as it should. So is this going to be like, you know, the coffee taster's coffee? No. Is this going to be the coffee taster's drink on the go? Hell yeah. So that's my compliment sandwich for Snap Chill Coffee because I don't want to just like trash on it, but like ultimately... If I get a snap chill coffee, I'm like, oh, I like that. I'm probably going to go buy a bag of it if I can so that I can brew it so that I can get that full experience out of it. Because you know how I am. I want every like scrap of data from coffee that I can possibly get with my own little imperfect palate. Hmm. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Very interesting take. I And I, I would agree with 99% of it, if not right. 100%. Uh, one, one little like experiment I think I'll do. Unfortunately, we don't have any more of the Ethiopia, no. but I have one other that I haven't You're cracked open. Up. I'm going to put... So these are actually shelf-stable, which is pretty amazing. That is amazing. Um, so I can take one out of the fridge mm-hmm. and let it sit, I don't know, on my counter overnight. Okay. And I'll bring them both to work. Okay. Which try them sh- side by side. Yeah, try them yeah. side by side. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's interesting. Dumb. Um, would you ever think about, I, I okay, so you, you already said it, like you're, you're in on the steep thing, so maybe you want to yeah. go that first, but like, would you ever think about Snapchill or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, I, I mean, would, I would. I think, I, yeah, because I think that I want to offer something for everybody, right? Like, yeah, everybody's not going to, like you said, like, I mean, that coffee is for, hey, on the go with people, like you're hanging mm-hmm. out, like you guys want to drink coffee, but you also like maybe want to go hang at the beach or mm-hmm. whatever, or I don't know. So, um, yeah, I, I would definitely be open to that. The the My question would be, how much would this going to cost me? That that's oh always, yeah yeah oh, big time. Uh, you <laughs> that's know, a good question. Let up me front. <laughs> let me let me pull up my receipt because it wasn't cheap. I I was surprised though because think about shipping too, right? Like we're we're, we're mm-hmm. uh, we're we're online retail businesses, so we, we deal with shipping all the time, right? The three yeah. of us. I hate shipping. Shipping man. sucks, we right? Shipping too. is expensive. Yep, it's thirty uh, percent of my overhead. Woo! <laughs> right, so brutal. Yeah. Uh, this was a six pack of liquid, right? Mm-hmm. In a box that had not refrigerant, but like, uh, like you know, kind of like that thermal. It wasn't a cold pack. It was actually just like it was. And I, I got to give it to them. Now, now these guys have a lot of money. These guys are very. Mm-hmm. These are a huge company. So uh, they're investing resources, which mm-hmm. I respect, into the environment, into oh, doing business good. in in a in an environmentally conscious way. Bonus props, yeah. right? So this packaging came wrapped in styrofoam. That was like thermal, like you know, uh, insulating styrofoam. Oh, yeah, like that was recyclable, styrofoam. though. It was oh, actually it had nice. the the one. It, oh, it's a one, yeah. nice. So that was pretty Sweet. cool. 
Oh. Uh, but think about all of that wrapped up together in a box and you put a label on it. How much did that cost you? Oh, 30 bucks. To ship? Ballpark me. Yeah. What, 30 what, bucks. What do you think the cost is to, to ship? Packaging? I'm going to say 15 bucks a package. Right. That's what I thought. You know what they charged me? Yeah. $5.99. Whoa. They're eating They're a lot money, of that shipping. Whoa. <laughs> Which is amazing. Look at that, Carlos. Kidding me. Five ninety nine was my shipping cost. Carlos' jaw dropped when you said that. <laughs> like I Damn. looked at, I'm like, I'm getting six coffees, right? They I'm not must, getting one. They must be sending that much. Like oh, that. That man. just tells yeah, you they how must much do some they are volume, doing. Right? Well, okay. Here's the real thing. If they're doing wholesale to other businesses, right? They Who are working. They are. Yeah, right. So if they're doing wholesale to other businesses. There, that's where they can afford to eat that cost yeah. on your end is because when it comes to a business, especially when you're doing wholesale, you can bump yeah. up the cost of a pallet to ship for sure. You know, man, dude, nuts. Order, order good confirmed. For them. Yeah. Good for them. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm going to uh, email them. We're uh, getting them on the podcast. Four ninety nine. I lied. Whoa. 499. Hey, send me, send me that, send me that link. I want to try some of this stuff. You got yeah. it, dude. Uh, so, so the single Welcome origin. back to the Snap Chilled Coffee <laughs> podcast <laughs> where we talk about Snap Chilled Coffee all the time. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Here's here's my data. So uh, the single origin sampler. So it's a six pack of coffees. You get okay. six cans of what are these like twelve ounce coffees or no? Uh, Eight. Yeah, twelve fluid ounces. Oh, twelve. Wow. Uh, thirty dollars, twenty nine ninety five plus four ninety nine shipping. I paid thirty four ninety four USD. Oh, I, yeah. I thought it was going to be thirty bucks. Yeah, it's the uh, thirty dollars oh, okay. six pack. Which okay, is and then the shipping itself was four ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, they, they work shipping into their margin, right? That's not bad. What is that? Yeah. Spotify yeah, just on. up on your thing. Yeah. Hold on, Carlos. We got a tiny. Uh, What's Spotify doing? Oh, I was telling you how many listens we got. Ledger Live. What is that? That's um, that's my cryptocurrency it, app. Oh, that's, it's like a cryptocurrency dashboard. We you don't got, need to get into that, but you I, got cryptocurrency, <laughs> Carlos? I do not. I do. I do um, mess around with a little like trading, a little bit. Just not not a ton of money, but yes. just just to see where you know see where see I can, what happens. I yeah, I've okay. I've been I've been buying small amounts of Bitcoin since like. 2016 mm. and uh, you're smart man i well i'm lucky because it could have been anything yeah, yeah i could have yeah. could have bought uh i don't know litecoin or or, yeah. or, or dogecoin oh dogecoin dogecoin <laughs> um anyway uh so yeah that's that's <laughs> that i will send you this link and but, so i don't forget i'm gonna send it right now you know what i would say to invest in 100 percent right now whatever company owns poland springs Straight owns up. what poland springs water they just released this thing in the Northeast called like, I don't know if they released it nationally or just did it regionally as like a test product, but they did like, it's called like select water. What, as soon uh, as my friend told me about it, I was like, they just put select on the bottle. And he's like, it, he's like, yeah, that's what it seems like. And I'm like, damn, they're going to make a ton of money <laughs> off that. <laughs> There's so many people that are just going to buy that. Carlos, let's, let's get back into the coffee conversation. Yes, let's. Um, so 2021's here. Mm-hmm. Your my or uh, Hawaii is in the near future, yeah, yeah. August twenty twenty one. Okay, that's we have our tickets bought and everything. That's so amazing. Yeah. So, so Happy Home is moving to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Hilo. Oh, Hilo, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hilo. Is that yep. where? Where's that specifically? It's on the Big Island on okay. the east side. Yep. So it's like the basically the rainforest. Oh yeah. Now, what what's 
What's the plan when you get there, man? What what's going on? What's the what's what's the plot? Yeah, so uh continue to coffee. Um okay. we'll love to um so we had a little coffee cart that we did um in Des Moines when I was there. Um so th- that'll be the same that so essentially we'll roast beans, serve coffee out okay. of the coffee cart. Uh wanna move more toward the cold brew. Um more cold brew. So well, in Hawaii, a cold for brew sure. Now. Yeah, yeah, in a warm spot like that, people love yeah. that. Um, but I also want to learn a lot more about um, green coffee uh, producing. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Hawaii is one of the only, it's the only place in you know the United States where we they grow their own coffee. And so, yep. um, yeah, I want to, basically my dream is to have a farm to cup type of mm. type of business yeah um mm-hmm. also starting to, looking to start a church out there as well so that's that's really oh, nice. the two things that we want to do so mm-hmm. so so you don't have a plan you have a mission <laughs> yeah Ba-dum. i mean seriously yeah <laughs> yeah nice nice yeah. one kevin yeah yeah, yeah, that's, oh. yeah. we got it <laughs> dad jokes we need at least one that we was the one. dad joke oh mark it mark it in the show yeah, notes i know dad joke right there um <laughs> dude that's awesome so so, do you have like did did some what what spawned this idea? What brought this mm-hmm. about? Like this this impulse? Um, it, was it an impulse wow. or was it a long term plan? No, we've been planning this about five years. Wow. Um, we this was before coffee, right? I was yeah. like, we wanted to move to Hawaii. Um, oh. the, here's the thing that here's the thing that attracted us to Hawaii. Hawaii has a very complicated history with racism, and oh. I was like, I need to be there. Um, wow. Yeah. So, not many people know this, but the Hawaiian monarchy was overthrown illegally by the United States yes. in the 1800s. Uh-huh. Um, the last queen of Hawaii, Lilia Okalani, um, was held prisoner in her, um, her palace and forced to sign over the the nation, or she, or they were going to just start. Yeah, killing people, and wow. so um, some white uh, wealthy business um, owners who happen to be, and this is where it gets complicated for me because they happen to be the grandchildren of missionaries who came and did a lot of good for the the Hawaiian islands, uh-huh. um, but they actually end up, yeah, stealing all the land from the native Hawaiians, mm-hmm. um, and so that history really uh resonated with me being a black man in america not necessarily having my land taken from me but being my ancestors having themselves ripped from their own land and brought here to a foreign land that you know sometimes doesn't feel like my land yeah um mm-hmm. so that that piece right there i was like i like i'm married to a white woman we have multiracial kids and so um hawaii just kind of felt like this this place where i was like we can do a lot of good here. We can learn a lot of stuff here, and mm-hmm. uh, they just—it just felt like our people, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And so then, you know, coffee is introduced in 2017, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, yeah, we could like, I think I think we could really like do well here. And so, um, yeah, that our goal is to move to Hawaii, love people well, be loved well, learn from the culture listen well and mm-hmm. integrate ourselves um wow. to what's what's happening there and hopefully be able to um reverse a lot of the the um the evil that's that's happened mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. well we i think in the 
in the short time that Kevin and I have been doing this thing, one thing that we have learned for sure is that putting love and gratitude uh, into the world and into your community uh, is a really, really great starting point, you know, and everything Mm -hmm. else that comes on top of it is just an added advantage. But having that Mm -hmm. foundation of love, uh, you know, uh, love of your family, love of your community, of your faith, and putting gratitude and positivity uh, and like enthusiasm into your community and saying like, this is what I'm super into. And I'd love to share it with you if you, you know, if you are interested and uh, I'd love to learn more about you and, and just yeah. create relationships. Cause I think one of the things that we're missing in our culture as a culture, not just like uh, upstate New York or uh, United States, but really just from a, na- uh, a world perspective is that because of the internet, we're not, we're not making physical uh, contact with people as often anymore. We don't have hmm. close knit communities the way that we used to. You know, like you say, you have this close community of people from your church. And when when everybody went to church, and church is just one example amongst a swath of examples. But like mm-hmm. when everybody went to church in their communities, if like one of the churchgoers, if somebody in your community was having a hard time, they lost their job or somebody in the family was sick, the whole parish would get together and they would hold a fundraiser, you know? Yeah. And there we're, we're missing that, that community support. And that's kind of our mission. At least one of our missions is, is to do that. So I, I love what you're doing. And I think that that's, uh, I I think you're going to be successful and, and you guys are going to, have a wonderful life in Hawaii. And did you know? Yeah, I appreciate but, that. but so, did you know? Um, Kat Melheim. Uh, she just really. She just said today on on Instagram. Kat Melheim from Coffee People Zine mm-hmm. is living in Hawaii right now. Whoa! Hold on. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. She's in Hawaii for like a month. I don't think she's uh, like there long term. But she's like Hawaii is my home for like the month of January. I'm like, what? Oh, sick. Sweet. Yeah. Dang, I need to reach out to her. Yeah, yeah you should. dude. You should go check uh, out this place. Dude, we got to put you in touch with the guys from Crew, too, because they have their own farm on Hawaii for coffee. Who? Crew Coffee, K-R-U. Uh, it's actually yes. located in Saratoga Springs. They have a coffee farm in Hawaii. It's not called Crew Coffee Farm, but yeah. uh, Kyle and um, Christy, two of the owners, actually have their own farm on Hawaii. I, and I think yes, it's on the please. east side of the Big Island. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. No, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. please, we please. Well, we're that. yeah, we're gonna be there in um, um, two weeks, just scouting and just meeting some folk. And um, so I want to, my kids. You probably hear them. That's okay. Um, that's I cool, love it. Man. You're yeah. a family company, man. <laughs> um, Happy home, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We um, we watched the Power Ranger movies right before this, and so like they're oh, super man. amped up. <laughs> <laughs> they're just jumping around. They're like, yeah. They're like, I'll form the head. You be the body. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, nice. But yeah, we're. my hope is to visit a coffee farm or two and just kind of introduce ourselves and mm-hmm. hopefully get some samples. So start making some purchasing decisions. Nice, so, yes, man. Yes, please. Yeah, I definitely will. Because, it, it, you know, it seems like I kind of I, I like talking about this for a little bit. You, It seems like coffee came along. And happened to align with what you were finding to be your purpose and your direction in life. And you yeah. took that and you said, okay, yeah, this is the platform that I'm creating my, for myself. I'm going to elevate 
this realm of my life. I'm going to add value to it and I'm going to move forward. And like, mm -hmm. I, I just think that that's super admirable that like you've had that diligence of perspective that you've been like, this is my forward direction. And then coffee came along and instead of pivoting and saying, well, I'm in coffee now, you're like, no, no, no coffee. You're coming with me. Mm. Huh. That's good. I've never thought about it like that, but yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like, like I said, like we were pretty convinced that, man, we want to land in Hawaii and I didn't know, you know, whether I was going to be pastoring or doing something else there, mm -hmm. but then coffee came and I was like, yes, this makes sense. Like yeah. we can literally like touch every aspect of, of the uh, coffee chain. Dude, that's here. amazing. So yeah. Yeah. There's that's a, cool. there's a, a, a certain energy and Kevin always has to, uh, Kevin always has to talk me down, right? Because I know exactly the feeling that you probably have had where you see like, you know, years into your future, you know, like mm -hmm. you're like, oh my God, all these things line up they perfectly. Line up. And then you just want to execute on all of them, right? That's mm -hmm. how I feel mm -hmm. with some ideas that we have for producing coffee, for roasting coffee, for uh, expanding our you know, our own mission and mm -hmm. I get super stoked and also sometimes super depressed because I'm like, should we be doing more? And Kevin's like, Matt, it's been a year. Yeah. Give it a second, small, small individual wins. Yep. Um, so we just had that talk two days ago. We did. Yeah. yeah I, I, I was having a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a month, monthly yeah. crisis. We both have them. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, that happens, right? Like, Oh yeah. Because, you see like what the potential of all this stuff could be but also like i think it's really good dope that you guys um what was i saying it's dope that you guys are partners in this because mm -hmm. like it does take that and my wife is that for me mm -hmm. where i'm like man like let's like start looking at cold brew stuff she's like carlos like we need to move to hawaii first like let's just get there yep. and then like that's you know explore this stuff and so yeah. yeah having that that perspective of yeah being able to balance each other out is, is really crucial which is why i love coffee because mm -hmm. you can't really do coffee alone like you gotta collaborate mm. you can't you know? do coffee alone for sure i think that might be the title of the podcast i think it is yeah oh i'm writing that down matt's writing it down <laughs> um so i I guess a really good way to wrap up this conversation that we've had so far is mm -hmm. is to ask like um, for what what is your hope for someone to take away from any interaction or experience that they have with you and or your coffee? Um, I want. Whenever someone interacts with me, I want them to feel as if they were cared for mm. in, my, in my company. Yeah, mm -hmm. that that they mattered. Um, have you seen guys seen the Mr. Rogers movie? Yes. Uh, the one with... So one of the things that struck me about Mr. Rogers is it didn't matter what he had going on. When he was with someone, like, he was all there. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is... I aspire to be that type of person, to be all there. That's um, awesome, man. So, yeah. And you said uh, previously in this podcast, you said uh, one, one phrase that really stuck out to you that really drove you to, to keep going was that uh, you belong here. You have a place here. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to uh, uh, to offer that to everybody that interacts with your business is mm -hmm. a great place to start. It's a great mm -hmm. business model is that, hey, you belong mm -hmm. here. It doesn't matter if you like dark roasted coffee from from exactly. Dunkin Donuts or you like you know whatever like how can I 
make your life better and how can I bring you into my community? You're in the yeah. community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dude, so, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So we're going to have to check in with you, obviously. Yeah, I've got... <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, throughout this process because I'm super intrigued to see how it goes and, like, um, I honestly... I I feel like you're going to have a lot of really cool insights because not a lot of business owners are just like, yeah, I'm going to take this thing that I'm doing and like bring it to another state with me like next year. <laughs> like most people yeah. are like, all right, my business is here now and that's what we do and we're at the business yeah. every day. But you're lucky because you're doing it mostly online, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, yeah, you know, I, oh man, I, I go back and forth about whether or not I want a cafe or not and... Some days I'm like we're doing it, and then other days I'm like, heck no, we're not doing this. But we do too. Um, <laughs> totally. I mean, just that that same thing, right? Yep. Like it's, uh, yeah. So yeah, thankfully we're only online right now, and so um, mm. we're very mobile. So that's awesome, man. Um, Matt, you got any other questions for Carlos for this edition of the podcast? I've got uh, I've got two questions, but they're. Uh, you know, they're they're, ina they're inaugural questions. Uh, you know? they're arbitrary in nature, but fun. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, real quick, we want to know what's your jam? What are you listening to lately? <laughs> oh yeah. You got any favorite artists or tracks this week? Oh, I got to pull up my this Spotify week. too, actually. Oh man. Um. <clears throat> well, we listen to a lot of Power Ranger soundtracks in my house right now. Yeah, <laughs> right there. I see a Power Ranger right there. Hey, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> All right, um, let me see. Oh man, um, there's an artist called KB. I really like his album. He has a, a album called His Glory Alone. It's a Christian hip hop album. Oh, sick. Um, I like been rocking that this week. Um, had some Leon Bridges playing last night as we were cooking dinner. Oh, nice! Got nice. love, Leon. Um, I mean, my go-to's are like you know, Outkast, Equipment I. That album oh is probably my God. favorite album. Yeah, um, I have it on vinyl. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's it doesn't get played much on vinyl, but I have Oof. it. Um, so Outkast, I like um, Josh Garrels. I don't know if you guys have heard mm -hmm. of Josh Garrels. Um, he's like an indie folk guy. Um, How do you spell his last name? G G A R R E L S, I think. Got it. Um, let me just go to my albums real quick. Yeah. Do it um, up. Albums that I love. Let me see. Um, oh, Kanye West, uh, College Dropout Classic. A classic. 2004. Mm -hmm. um, I want to get that on vinyl. Oh, yeah, for sure. That it. one specifically? I, uh, yeah. All right. That's, that's a good one. That's his first one, man. Or oh, first like, major one. Yeah, I was um, going to say, no, no, no. Late registration, right? That's the first one. Which oh. one? No, I think College Dropout was first. Uh, yeah, no, College Dropout was College first? Dropout was, oh. the, was the record where he had just gotten... Uh, Is that the one with... Um, that's the one with All Falls Down? Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. Okay. Wasn't yeah. that the record that's where a, he had he had like gotten injured wire. or something, and he had like he had mm -hmm. through the wire through he the wrapped. wire. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He wrapped yeah. literally through the wire. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, let me see who else I like. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. I like. Gotta him. love Kendrick. Bro. Um, good good kid. Matt City is still. Man, that that album's aged so oh well. God. I put that um, on once once every couple of months. 
Mm-hmm. And just jam and, out. Oh well, my brother, my younger brother, who is uh, who who actually in- introduced one, me into Ryan the realm of hip hop. Both actually, okay. but Ryan was was the one that was like, "Stop whatever you're doing and just listen to Kendrick Lamar." Yeah, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> mm-hmm. is a good brother." Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, right? he is. Um, and then two other albums, and I'm just and it's gonna be it. What so, so Anderson Packs, mm. Malibu. Mm-hmm. Malibu man, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. And then Snoop Dogg Bush. Oh. Have you listened to this? So it's an album entirely produced by Pharrell. Oh, sick. it is I think it's one of Snoop Dogg's best records. Like it is so good. Dude, I love Pharrell. Yeah. I love so the way it's called he Bush. Music. Yeah, it's That's good. Sick. So I'm actually gonna Listen to, you can listen go jam that. that right now. Yeah, I'm actually I'm, I'm putting so it on good. my queue right now. There you that's go. That's what's coming out for the rest of the night. Maddie, what you got for jams this week? Uh, so, so Kevin knows this. Um, I'm I'm a big like indie rock folk kind of guy. <gasps> no way. <laughs> but I've been uh, Ken's and I on our way down to Albany. Kenzie got her COVID nineteen vaccine today, whoop part whoop. one. So oh, yeah. COVID free. So because uh, she's well. a teacher. So Mostly COVID no. free. She's half COVID free, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> and so we we drove down to Albany, which is like a 35, 40 minute drive. So we listened to the whole uh, the whole album by Justin Bieber that came out in twenty twenty changes. Oh, good one. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's I everybody's got, you know, mixed opinions about the Biebs. He put down like he put that album out and mm-hmm. it slaps I, yeah his, I love his production it. team for that album was sick. so yeah, good. That's, a good yeah. that's a good record he had some of the best people in the industry working on that album not un- unsurprised because yep. it's the beeps uh i'm also i won't say i'm not on the phoebe bridgers uh <laughs> uh train because it's been three still weeks on now. It. Still, still phoebe, bridgers, on phoebe forever, yeah. bridgers have you listened to phoebe bridgers <laughs> I have. She's good, man. Really she's good. That's it. That's some indie that. folk right there for you. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, Sweet. alternative indie. For um, sure. and then can I can I put a podcast on? Throw a podcast in there. Uh, making sense with Sam Harris. Oh, okay. Sam Harris is an alternative. What's that about? Uh, uh Sam Harris is uh, uh an alternative thinker and a meditation expert. What'd you say? Okay, entrepreneur. <laughs> I thought it was a play on words. Making sense. Uh, no, 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 no. It's no. making sense. Oh. Like no, it's, it's actually sense. yeah. It's a it's a um. Well, he, he it's a current events slash mindfulness oriented podcast. He mm-hmm. he started the uh the app called Waking Up with Sam Harris. It's another oh. meditation app. Okay. Uh, nice. and, and he is whew, he's heady though. Like where you could listen to Headspace and it's Andy uh-huh. and he's just like calming. Sam Harris is like you know the deeper levels of meditation. Mm. He uh, he calls it uh, non 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 dualistic meditation. Whoa. Basically, the idea is me- meditation is the practice of taking uh, the duality of the observer and uh, subject. Right, mm-hmm. you're the observer thinking about a subject mm-hmm. and realizing that that's an illusion and that they're one and the they're same. They're one and the same. Yeah, and then we're just we're just a consciousness experiencing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> as heady as that was, uh, his his podcast waking up is a uh, is just a guy who is really well thought, really well spoken, mm-hmm. talking about current events and about everything, mindfulness and mm-hmm. being good to yourself and uh, yeah, nice, really, really, really great. If uh, if you're looking to get into that sort of thing, cool. That sounds good, man. Been jamming that. What about you? Uh, my jam, dude. I got into the gent this week. And oh yeah, you know when I get into the gent, uh, you know what I'm talking about. I that don't. genre? No. Oh, there's a it's a whole genre. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Carlos, all right, yeah, I'm I'm alone on this one. <laughs> We're this all lost. Yeah. All right, Jen is uh, like a genre of metal, but it uh, it kind of blew up and became its own thing. And I was listening to this band that's very like prog rock uh, called Unprocessed. Okay. And this track called Dead Rose came on this week, and it's composed um, like a sonnet. Okay. And and it just continue like i just i love the way that they built the song not to mention the band is just four dudes it's like one dude with a guitar and singing one dude with a bass one dude with a guitar and like a drum pad and then a guy on drums and i just like i love everything that yeah it's really really good and it came on at the gym and like it just hit at the right time and i put it on repeat while i was on the treadmill i was on the treadmill for like 25 minutes just sprinting on and off listening to this track so nice. I was like, yeah, that's my jam this week. Cool. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's a metalhead. <laughs> we love him. Dude, but for real, when you said Anderson Pac Malibu, that was that actually is one of my most played albums every year. Yeah. I love so that good. album. That it aged so well. Dude, it really did. Like every single track on that album is amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, I love that Anderson Pock, like every year it feels like he's still like a little bit of the best kept secret, but like the best known secret in the music yeah. industry. Like more people <laughs> will be like, Oh yeah, I like Anderson <laughs> Pock. And then like I feel like every year a couple more people are like, Man, he's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know? people are still yeah. discovering him every oh, year. Oh yeah. I love Anderson yeah. Pock, man. That's I so funny. I actually here's I I'll leave you one last thing, Carlos. I actually my friend Anusha Sakar painted um you know the album he did with knowledge yes lord like yes lord um so she painted a screenshot from his video for suede for me on canvas and it's just him and knowledge chilling next to that white picket fence and it says like Pac knowledge on it and i just oh i love it so much wow can i see that i will i'll send you a photo okay it's so dope I actually haven't shared it on social media yet because it's super special to me, and I don't know exactly how to like phrase what it means. Like, so, oh, yeah. true, yeah, that's why yeah. I just want to see. Oh, it. I'll send yeah, it to yeah. you. Yeah, for sure. Dope. Oh, all man, right, that's so good. This was a good. This was a good segment. That's that was all really great. All right, Carlos, where can we find you? And then, dude, we're gonna we're gonna leave. your kids. Uh, they need you right now. They need another yeah, ranger. We're getting ready for on dinner the squad. Here for Yeah, they're getting beat up <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, people can find me um, Instagram. Uh, personal is Carlos Devon. That's my kind of like my. <laughs> it's, a p- it's a piano right here. So yeah, um, Car- yeah, Carlos Devon, C A R L O S D E V O N E. Yeah, I just I put out music. Um, sometimes I write some blog stuff um, mm-hmm. for my website. I have a website, Carlos Devon as well. Nice. dot com. Um, yeah, and you can just see pictures of me and my family just living life. Um, Happy Home Coffee Roasters on Instagram, Facebook. Um, find us online at www.happyhomecoffee.com. There's no coffee roasters on there because, you know, I'm still not decided about the cafe thing. Okay. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah. Keeping it generic. Um, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's where you can find me. All right. Well, thanks, dude. Matt, take us out. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh I mean, what, how do I take us out? I mean, we you usually say, just say bye. Uh, you just hit the button and then the music plays, right? Yeah. Thank you, dude. I can't wait to talk to you. I'll send you that photo right now. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, guys. Thanks, man. It was great talking to you. And yeah, we'll continue this online. Yeah.